0: Amen. Thank you, Jay. And that prayer against distraction that he prayed uh, was for you, parents, not for the kids, okay, or for me. Hey, uh, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Glad that we can all be in here as a church family and have the kiddos with us this morning. And uh, you noticed that uh, I don't have the pulpit up here this morning. Uh, What that means, do you know what that means? That means I'm going to try to be abbreviated today, okay? Uh, There's no coffee table up here or or a Starbucks drink for me, but there is no podium, which means I'm going to try to be uh, faster. Maybe you've heard the story, though, about uh, the little boy who was at church with his parents, and the, the preacher had this habit of taking his, as he started his message, he would take his watch off at the beginning of the message, and he would just lay it down on the pulpit. Uh, every week, he just, at the beginning, take that watch off, lay it down there at the top of the pulpit. And the little boy, after watching this preacher do that for weeks, he asked his parents, he says, what, what does it mean when uh, the preacher takes his watch off and lays it up there on top of the pulpit? Daddy, what, what does that mean? And his dad replied back to him and says, son, absolutely nothing. It means absolutely Nothing. But anyway, we're going to try to look into the scriptures this morning uh, at gratitude. We've been, we've been celebrating Thanksgiving, and I'm wondering this morning if, if anyone in here is still grateful since Thursday, okay? Uh, is anyone grateful? Raise your hand if you're grateful. And I'm going to pick on somebody over here in this section uh, that might be grateful for something specific. What are you grateful over here? I'm looking at some people toward the back. Jill, what are you grateful for this morning? She said, "A healthy baby grandson. You want to go ahead and tell us his name and vitals and all that, Jill?" Uh, his name is Jacob Thomas. Jacob and he's Thomas. In at six pounds, twelve ounces, twenty inches long. <laughs> six pounds, ounces, 20 inches long. <laughs> Congratulations! I know you are. This makes how many? Five. And uh, so Brad and Jamie, the proud parents. Uh, of little Jacob, only second proud after the grandparents. But uh, Brad and Jamie and and little Braxton are also a part of our church family, and I assume they're uh, at home resting. And and uh, but anyway, that's obviously had to, we had to do that one first. Okay, what else? Somebody, somebody here, a kid over here. What are what? Let me start with the kiddos. What are you thankful for this morning? Yes, go ahead. your sister that is so sweet thank you so much Braxton what are you thankful for church Church. way to go (laughs) I didn't bribe him on that I promise (laughs) thank you buddy Campbell what are you thankful for God my kids are really showing off today thank you guys (laughs) that is so so good Okay, over here, what are you guys thankful for? Charlie? Family? Good. Evan? Oh, sorry, Eli. I said Evan. I meant Eli. Evan's down there not paying attention. Friends. Friends. Awesome. Good. How about any big kids this morning? Parents, something you want to just raise your hand and say you're thankful for? Deanna? You're thankful for your brother. Awesome. I'm thankful for you. Thank you. I'm thankful for you. We didn't know, a year ago, it was on a Tuesday night, right? It was Wednesday night. It was Wednesday night of Thanksgiving week that uh, Deanna went to the hospital uh, in a mad rush with a brain injury. And when I got that call um, the next morning, we didn't know if she would make it through Thanksgiving. And uh, here we are a year later. she said it was always my favorite holiday until last year. <laughs> We're thankful for you. Anybody else uh, something you're you're thankful for? Yes, sir. Phil. My country just got liberation 37 years or... 37 Yeah, Zim, Zimbabwe, right? I'm not going to try to pronounce the name of uh, the Yes, Debbie? Good health. Good health. Amen. We need to keep Debbie has a couple co-workers dealing with some pretty serious things, you know, pray for them. Yes, Ron Bowser. <laughs> Why did I know you were going to say that? Why did I know you were going to say that? Okay. All right, we're putting the nicks on, on all the rest of the, uh, the non-important things, okay? Hey, uh, we've been talking through this semester uh, through this year, actually, since February, we've been, uh, took a little break in the summertime, but be, we've been walking through Romans as a church family. And you might be asking yourself this morning, what does Romans have to do with Thanksgiving? Uh, how is he going to work this into Thanksgiving? Well, watch me. Romans, uh, it really has everything to do with Thanksgiving. And, um, and I would say this, that Thanksgiving, folks, kids and adults... Thanksgiving for Christians is not just one day a year that we give thanks. It's actually a posture and an attitude that we have throughout our whole lives. And I just want to show this to us quickly this morning, and then I have two applications. And then we're going to celebrate as families and as a church family at the Lord's table, which is also a significant place and a significant time of thanksgiving, okay? For what God has done for us. So open your Bibles to Romans chapter 1. And want to begin really where the Apostle Paul begins talking about thankfulness. And if you read the Bible, particularly in the New Testament, you know that often when they write these letters in the New Testament, they, be, they begin with a greeting. Just like we would begin a greeting. And then they kind of get into what they're talking about. And I want you to notice in chapter 1 verse 8. The first thing that Paul does in his letter to the church of Rome is he gives thanks. He gives thanks. So you have all these greetings and Paul introducing himself in, in verses 1 through 7. And then you get down to verse 8 and it says this. Actually, why don't we say this together? Okay, kids, would you read along on the screen with me, okay, as I read it? Um, here we go, all together, okay? First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is proclaimed in all the world. Here's Paul's first mention in the book of Romans about thankfulness, about gratitude, and what is it that he's thankful for or should I say who is it that he is thankful for? The believers in Rome specifically, yeah. He says, I thank my God through Jesus Christ. He's going to talk about that later in his letter, why he thanks God through Jesus Christ for all of you. And so I want you to notice the first thing here is that Paul, is his priority is thankfulness. The first thing he basically does in his letter is give thanks. The second thing about his thankfulness is that it's specific. He says, I give thanks for you for this church in Rome. And guess what? At this point, he hadn't even gone to this place where this church was, but he's heard so much about them, and he's, he's heard back from some people about them, and he's sent some people to them that he can say, I thank God for you. And then he's going to go on and talk about what specifically he's thankful in the later verses, but he says, my priority is gratitude, my, my thankfulness is specific, And there's a reason I give thanks. It's because your faith is proclaimed throughout the whole world. Your faith has become known. And Paul begins his letter by being grateful. And as I said before, you know, gratefulness is really, it's the, the posture and it's the backbone. It's really the very fabric of what it means to be a Christian, because basically to be a Christian is this. To be a Christian is that Jesus has given us this gift, okay? Just like you might get a gift this Christmas under your tree. You are, you are the recipient of a gift. And all you have to do is take that gift. And then what do you say for that gift? Thank you, right? Thank you. You didn't pay for that gift. You just say thank you. And the Christian life is just a continual thanksgiving, a continual life of gratitude for what God has given to us. And the Bible will go on in Romans chapter 1. Paul will talk about how if you're not a Christian, you really haven't given God thanks. Look at verse 21 with me. He begins in verse 18 and he talks about his, his judgment and his wrath that's going to come down on the world and actually is being revealed right now. And he says this, for although they knew God, these Roman people that haven't yet trusted in Jesus, for although though they knew about God, they did not honor him as God, and look at the next phrase, or give thanks to him. They knew some things about God. They knew that God had created them. They knew that they should worship God. But it says they did not honor him or what? Give thanks. Again, giving thanks is just the basic first step, first priority of being a Christian. God gives us a gift and we say thank you. But instead of being thankful, they became foolish it says, they did not give him thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. If you don't uh, give God thanks, the Bible teaches that your thinking becomes foolishness. And instead of thanking God who's given you all things, you begin to thank yourself, or to thank your luck, or to thank your circumstances instead of the God that has provided all things for you. Okay? One other place, flip with me over to Romans chapter 11, okay? Romans chapter 11. In Romans chapter 11, verse 33, Paul writes this, okay? He's kind of concluding one section of Romans here and beginning with verse 33, he says this, He's kind of just singing praise. He's shouting out praise to God. And he writes this. He says, oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. What is he saying right there in verse 33? He's saying, man, God is so big. God is so mighty. I can't figure him out. He's just beyond me, though I know a little bit about him. His ways are oftentimes beyond mine, inscrutable. And then verse 34, he says this, for who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? Have, have, have any of you ever offered God some advice? Kids, you ever, you ever told God what he should do? What about this? You ever told your parents what you think they should do? That's kind of silly, isn't it? Your parents are so much older, so much wiser, so much bigger than you. Like, they should know some stuff, right? Well, imagine, you would never do that. You would never tell your parents what to do, right? Imagine how silly, (laughs) imagine how silly it would be to tell God what to do, to give counsel or advice to God. That's what Paul is saying here in verse 33 and 34. And then verse 35, he says, Who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid? he says, there is no gift. There is no sacrifice. There is no amount of money that we could put in the offering plate. There's no amount of good deeds. There's no amount of good grades. There's no amount of sports or athletic accomplishments that you could ever give to pay back God. I actually said that wrong, didn't I? Who has given a gift to him that he should be repaid? Sorry, I got that confused. What, What Paul was saying is that God doesn't owe you for your gifts, for your service, for your sacrifice. You have never put God in your debt. We are always in his debt. Who has given a gift to God that he should be repaid by God? None of us. In fact, God has given us all things. He goes on there in verse 36. He says... Instead of us being owed something, God is owed something. Look at verse 36. For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. We don't give God anything that he now owes us something back. In fact, God gives us all good things, and therefore we are in debt. We are grateful to him. So let me say it like this. All through this series in Romans, I've given you an outline about what the book of Romans contains. And each part of that outline starts with an S word. The first part of Romans, he talks about sin and then salvation and then sanctification, this big word that means becoming holy, and then God's sovereignty and then service. That's the broad general outline of Romans. But you know what? You could also outline Romans differently, not with S words, but with G words and it goes like this. First of all, Paul says we're guilty in Romans one through three, and then he shows us the grace of God in Romans four through 11, and then Romans 12 through 16 is a life of gratitude. It's us living in response, living in thankfulness for what God has done for us. The book of Romans ends with gratitude, our lives as giving gratitude to God. And that's the story of the Christian. We were guilty, we disobeyed God, God gives us grace, and we receive that gift. We say, thank you, God, for your grace. Thank you, God, for this gift that you've given me. And and I know I can never repay you, but I wanna say thank you. And here's how I'm gonna say thank you. I'm going to live my life in gratitude for your great grace. Does that make sense? You understand that? Guilt, grace, and now we say thank you. So here's what I want to challenge us to do this morning on this Thanksgiving week, okay? And Thanksgiving morning. I want us to follow Paul's example, okay? And I want you to just take a minute right now where you're sitting to think about someone in your life. Paul said he thanked God for the Romans, right? I want you to think of someone right now quietly, right where you're sitting. You don't even have to tell anyone who it's going to be. But I want you to think of someone that you're thankful for. And then I want you to do two things, okay? I want you to tell God that you're thankful for him. And then I want you to tell that person that you're thankful for them, okay? Sometime this week, I want you to think of someone right now. This is someone that, God, I am thankful for this person. And then this week, I want you to do this. I want you to write them a letter or I want you to make a phone call, okay? Now, some of you are unfamiliar with those forms of communication, okay? Okay? But writing a letter, texting, is a very, very, very distant third option, okay? But here's what I want you to do, kids and adults alike. I want you to think of someone that you're thankful for, okay? And then I want you to thank God for them, and then I want you to write a handwritten note, or I want you to make a phone call to them and tell them that you're thankful for them, okay? That's your homework today. Got it? And if you absolutely, absolutely just gotta do a text or an email, then ask God for permission to do that, okay? Get his clearance on it, all right? So that's application number one, be thankful for someone, tell God that, and then tell them that, okay? And application number two is this, I want you to offer yourself to God. Because look back at Romans 12, 1. I didn't finish. After verse 36, he says, For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. He's he's thanking God. All things, God, come from you. And then what does Paul do? Or what does he tell us to do? In the very next verse, he says, "I appeal to you therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present or you might say offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, holy, excuse me, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship." What does God want from us? He wants us to be grateful people. He wants us to receive his grace and be grateful to him. And then the only reasonable thing to do, if we've received God's grace, is offer our whole lives back to God. And so I want you to do that this morning or today sometime in a, in a period of, of quietness to just say, God, I've received your love, I've received your grace, and now I want to offer myself to you. God my my life is not my own. I want to give you my life to do with whatever you want. No strings attached. Just God, take my life and use it. Not just my mind, not just my money, not just my body, not just my Sunday mornings not just one day a week, but God, I'm offering you my body, a holy and living sacrifice, all that I am, God, I offer it to you. Paul says that's the only reasonable thing you can do for all this grace that you've received from God. Okay? Be people of gratitude. Think of someone you're thankful for, thank God for them, tell them, okay? And then offer your life To God. And here's another thing that I want us to do as a church family, okay? And I really do feel like the Lord put this on my heart this week to challenge us with this. And that is, I want us to offer our church to God. To just say, God, we're here for you. Centennial Church is yours. And the way I want us to do that is we have a prayer gathering every Thursday night. You may not even know that. But every Thursday night at 7 o'clock, a few people around here gather, usually over in the office, and they just pray for you, They pray for our leadership, They pray for our community, for our country. Just whatever God moves them to, they pray. And so here's what I want to do for the next two Thursdays. I want us to pray like crazy as a church family on Thursday nights. And I want right now, if you've got a, I'm going to, by faith, open up this room, okay? Because by faith, I'm going to believe that we're going to have more people than we can fit next door. And I want to ask you for the next two Thursdays to do everything you can to get here and pray together as a church family, Okay? And we're just going to say, God, we're yours. God, change us. Mold us. Use us. Wreck us for your glory. Okay? Now, man, I already know what I got going Thursday at 7 o'clock. I know I can't get that. I know we got this. Okay? Send a representative from your family, maybe someone over 18. Um, here's... Last resort, okay, the second option. If you absolutely can't be here to have this special time of prayer for the next two Thursday nights, here's what I want you to do. As you're out or wherever you are on that Thursday night, I at least want you to text someone. Okay, now I'm encouraging you to text. Okay, I was discouraging it earlier. Now I'm encouraging it. Yeah, okay. Um, If you absolutely can't make it, I want you to text someone another friend brother sister in the body and just say I'm praying right now I'm praying for you I'm praying for this I'm praying for that and I just want you to reach out during that time period okay got it man God has given us everything I was just looking uh, through some pictures this morning in my office and um I just thought, wow. God, you're good. You are so good. I ought to be more grateful. Thank you, God. Of all the people on earth, you and me, people that know Jesus, people that have been saved from hell, you ought to be the most grateful people in the world. And then just say, God, I'm yours. Will you do that with me? We do that as a church? Just say, God, man, we just want to be available to you. We just want to be used by you, God. And join us this week in prayer. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to ask you to just bow your head, shut your eyes. Kids, maybe you want to pray for that person you're thankful of. I want to give you a moment as the band comes up. Dan's going to come lead us in communion in a second. But right, right now, for the next minute. I want you to just do business with the Lord. I want you to offer yourself to God, okay? I want you to thank God for His grace, so tangible in your life, okay? Even if you're struggling this morning, even if you, man, even if you are thankful that Thanksgiving's over, (laughs) that you're not with family anymore, whatever's going on, Just take a moment right now and do business with God. Be grateful, okay? And I'll close this in a second. Father God, we are so blessed. So blessed by the people in our lives, so blessed by the people in our church, so blessed by the forgiveness that we have in Jesus. God, thank you. God, forgive us for our entitlement and for our desire for more, for different, for our complaints and our griping. God, of all people, we should be most grateful. We thank you, God, for your grace that you've lavished on us. This morning, God, I just pray that you would transform us by your Holy Spirit to make us thankful, grateful people. God, we offer our lives to you. We don't really even know sometimes what you could do with us, but we say we're here and thank you. And so here we are. Use us, God. Use Centennial Church. Please break us. Please reshape us, mold us, transform us, encourage us, give us boldness, give us a desire to not just come to church, but to go out and be the church in this world. Help us to have a passion for the lost and the lonely and the the hurting and the hungry. God, we offer ourselves to you. We thank you so much, God, that you've offered yourself to us in Jesus, that you held nothing back, but you sent your one and only son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Lord, we thank you for Jesus whom we celebrate this morning. In his name.